in a week where Triple H congratulated the Jairs for winning 55, we congratulate Jolly who has finally returned back to us, just like the Harps who are back to winning. My name is Jarvie and I am joined once again this week by Simon, Hammy, Paddy and Cameron. Together we are the Broken Hearts Club Band. Cameron, you're back. Where the fuck have you been? I am. Been on my on my holidays or my my jollies, as, as the other guy might say. <laughs> All right, yeah. anywhere nice? No, no, really, because you can't go anywhere now. <laughs> um, <laughs> we were told you've been down south trying to convince the English FA to get Hearts in the league too. Well, I thought about it, and then I thought I wouldn't really want to do that, so I didn't. <laughs> that's that's not what you say after a few pints, like, but. <laughs> Okay. Um, speaking of uh, FAs, speaking of one FA that knows FA, uh, the lower leagues and Scottish Cup have finally been given the go-ahead now uh, to resume, uh, providing a new super strain doesn't come out from the big massive uh, crowds at Ibrox yesterday. Um, j- just on that note, uh, Andy Halliday's been getting a lot of heat on the, the social medias for FaceTime and Scotty Artfield and all that. Now, are you inspired, bothered by this? No. If he was home and he wasn't like working for Hearts, then nah, I'm not really bothered. He's he's like quite openly and honest about being a Rangers fan. They're not a rival for us, really, right now. So, I mean, if they'd pl- played Hearts in the league, or if it was like he was doing it after they'd beat us in the Scottish Cup or something, like that, then I. But mm-hmm. nah, I'm not arsed. Fair enough. He's all the same. I'm not going to give it any thought because I just really don't care. No. <laughs> I, don't I also don't care. So, right. Right, at the end of the day, if we were, if one of us played for Rangers and Hearts just won the league, and all your pals were playing for Hearts, you'd be doing the same thing. Yeah. That's a fucked up world, like, but. <laughs> <laughs> it's a world I'd like to live in, Paddy. Right. Well, none, of us are, none of us are ever playing for Rangers. I can guarantee that right now. <laughs> none of us are ever playing a game of football again. <laughs> no, not even a game of fives at this rate. No. no, I'm not sure my fitness would hold up to an hour of fives at the moment. No, no way. Oh, no, oh, no. Um, but aye, so it's confirmed we are finally playing Brora Rangers, another Rangers, uh, on March the 23rd. Uh, that's smack bang in the middle of that international break, which is nippy, where we'll be missing Michael Smith, Liam Boyce, um, maybe Craig Gordon, and also, no doubt, Andy Halliday after that performance of the week. <laughs> I tell you... I mean, what must be really worrying is Brora. I mean, they're going to be missing nobody. <laughs> <laughs> It'll, like, genuinely, right, if we can't beat Brora Rangers, we like, our third team. We're under-18s if we even have any left. Know that Robin Nielsen would play them, eh? Um, then there's serious issues. So, I've... I, I, if it was me, I probably wouldn't have even played them. Why risk it? Why make them travel up? Mm. Sure, no, I think it. Them. I think it's going to be a case of Berra beats Brora. <laughs> <laughs> You're writing headlines. I said, I've been busy the last few weeks. <laughs> Wait a minute, March twenty third. Is that a Tuesday night? Oh my god! Champions League preparation. <laughs> <laughs> It's a very congested fixture list now at the end of the month. Eh? Tuesday night up in Brora. I wonder if that'll be on the BBC. 
It's being streamed online. They're bringing in a, a streaming service for it. It's been confirmed. It's not going to be on the BBC. What, like a Scottish Cup streaming no, like, service? Like they're basically paying a company to film it and punt it online. No, oh, it's going to be class, isn't it? <laughs> it's going to be awful. It'll be one of those automatic follow the ball teeth cameras as well. <laughs> so that'll be good fun. Um, so I, we'll see what happens there. Um, just on that as well, our season ends on uh, April the 30th and it's been confirmed now with the Scottish Cup coming back that the final wouldn't be until May the 22nd. Um, <laughs> a huge gap in between. Do you see that as a good thing or a bad thing, all things considered? We can get some players back fit. But nah, I don't think it's a great thing for Hearts, to be honest. Would we not normally... You know, if you, if you finish your season, would we not have sent a lot of guys home? You know, but the guys who don't necessarily live here, essentially, you know, if they're gone, we're going to bring them back if we're still in the cup at that point. I mean, hopefully we are. It's I, weird, one. You'll probably have to keep a bubble as well, wouldn't you? Because yeah. I don't know if you'd have time to let them go back and then isolate when they come back. So it's three weeks. It's a three-week break of just training. No games, no competitive games. Players will be, yeah, like you said, wanting to go home, wanting to enjoy themselves. Mm. I think the Ginelli situation has made it clear that nobody leaves Hearts ever. He <laughs> <laughs> just gets locked in that training room. Sitting <laughs> <laughs> next to Ben. <laughs> what was that? And Jamie Brandon. <laughs> Well, that, uh, that's what's happening with the Cups, etc. Um, before we move on to other stuff, and if, of course speak about our resounding victory at the weekend and, and other things, I think it's first. Uh, it's only right that we go over to Jolly to welcome him back now. Hello, Jolly. How are you there? All right, Jarvis. How's it going? Not bad. How are you doing? All right, doing away, pal. Doing away. No bad, no bad. Congratulations to you. I'm sure the boys all join me. Yeah, well, congratulations. Congratulations. <laughs> congratulations, Joey. The we uh, oh, medical baby. Oh, oh so you thought one sort of there, Christ. Just just all old news was it again. So what have you thought about hearts over the last few weeks, Jolie? Oh, you know, I've, I've had a lot of time with my hands and uh, you know, watched the games and you know, lads, you know, I'm a man who, who I love, you know, I love my cul- culinary delights. Oh, that's a mouthful, eh? a mouthful of culinary delights. But, um, I mean, how I see hearts now, a bit like a, a cheese and ham sandwich, you can. See, if I was making a cheese and ham sandwich at home myself, I'd be quite happy with it. You know, I'm in the house making something to eat. That's, that's no bad, but I didn't play for the hearts, again. So, if I'm in Greg's, I'm no ordering a cheese and ham sandwich. You know, it's overpriced, lacks excitement. Aye, it fills a hole, solidly does its job, but it's not exactly inspirational and in, say, the way I... Mexican chicken overbite might be, you know. <laughs> so, look, I'm, I'm saying that the, the boys are doing the job. We're, we're going to come up, but you want mayor, you know. A little bit of spice. Oh, a little bit of anything, you know, a bit of flavour. Right. I thought the, week, the weekend's victory was a bit more spicy. Maybe we're moving in the right direction if that Mexican overbite. <laughs> Aye, well, maybe maybe I did a bit of seasoning, you know, maybe maybe even a bit Aye. spread at the weekend there. Aye, it's just that, just lacking a wee bit of salt and pepper. Maybe oh, that's, that, that's seasoning, Jarvie. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not, 
not a, a good cook, Jolly, as you may or may not know. Another <laughs> <laughs> um, news, Jolly. What do you what do you reckon about this news about VAR light potentially coming to Scottish football? Oh, don't don't get me started, Jarvis. You know, well, VAR in football to me is like a custard cream with no filling. Actually, no, it's, it's worse than that. It's like a custard cream with filled with fish paste or something. You know, a big fish cream. I, I, I hate it. It's, it's got no place in the game for me. It breaks hearts, ruins things. It's, it's, it's no good. And, and in Scottish football, surely it would, it would only be used as a tool of corruption in some kind of way. <laughs> I've, I've got to be honest with you, though. You know, when when, when I first heard it, you know, I thought VAR light. You know, I thought, no, I'm, I'm, I only talk about one light, and it's that big light at Tynecastle that the boy was going. <laughs> I'm thinking, you know, that's going to be this season's highest big player, that big light up badge. <laughs> but then I realised that it's no spelt the same way, you know. Uh, VR light is spelt L-I-T-E, which I didn't know was a word, I'll be honest, you know. Light has a G and an H in it, but there we go. So I, I, I Googles it, you know, I gets on the internet. And I, I've, I've got the definition of light here. It says, denoting a simpler or less challenging version of a particular thing or person. So what that tells me is VAR is shite, right? But you're going to get VAR light. Because we're too stupid to have actual VAR. <laughs> like, how, how, it's just an insult, you know. I can't have real VAR, which is essentially just a camera and a guy sat in a van watching a replay. <laughs> but I've got, so I've got to have some toned down version of it. I mean, it's it's embarrassing. It's I, I want nothing to do with it. <laughs> I wonder what the difference is. Jenkins said a guy in a van, it's just a guy in the stand. Like an iPad. I, I wonder if they maybe get like a you know a, a group of nursery kids in and they paint pictures and, and someone looks at the pictures and they go, Oh, I was offside or he was on side, you know, like the a cheap version of the courtroom drawings. <laughs> Nonsense. Very well said. No, I completely agree with you. I think when I first heard that I thought, seeing how many times hearts have been cheated out. If decisions because of dodgy linesmen and bad referees for the year over the years, I thought that could be a good shoot. Like it could work for Hearts, but you're right. What you said, it'll end up corrupt in some way, just to favour a certain few. <laughs> exactly what would happen. A, a particular two that I can think of. Hey. Oh, I'm sorry because of the either green or white or blue and red and white flares. They were blocking the camera, so we couldn't tell. You know. <laughs> stuff. Um, how's the, the sleeping pattern, Jolly? How's the baby getting on? I doing away like Ken. I'm, I'm getting my sleep no bad. Um, you know me, a, a, a couple, of, couple of cakes and something to eat and you know, a couple of drinks. I'll knock myself out and no bother. I'm, I'm all good. <laughs> good stuff. Well, we're delighted to have you back, back Jolly, and I'm, I'm well, sure all our listeners are as well. Oh, well, it's just nice to be back, and I guess lead me on to asking my question for the week. Very simple one this week, because you know I was talking about biscuits there with the VAR, and I realised you know when you have a conversation where we folk you should ken what kind of kind of biscuit they go for. So, just want to ask you lads, get into the hearts of the matter. What, what's your biscuit of choice? Any biscuit you want? Chocolate hobnob. Oh, solid, very solid. Absolutely love them, man. I could eat a whole packet and not even remember eating it. I eat them that fast. I love a custard cream, me. Chocolate bourbon for me. Well, I'm, I'm a hammy as well. I can't beat a chocolate bourbon. See, I feel like the, the chocolate bourbon folk and the, and the custard cream folk 
they're opposite sides like they should fight. <laughs> Anytime, Paddy. <laughs> Again, they're, they're, they're the budget biscuits that you get. You know, you either like a chocolate biscuit or you like a, a non-chocolate biscuit. I think, I think you, you've got a fight in your hands there, Paddy. And then I guess, well, you myself, you know, I'm I'm a I'm a hearts man, so it's going to be a, a jammy dodger. Well, of course, good choice. <laughs> Superb. Well, jolly getting to the hearts of the matter as always. Absolute pleasure. Is that you for the week? That's me. I, I'm, I'm away off now. It's been, been lovely to speak to you, lads. I'll speak to you next week. Bye. Cheers, Jolly. Bye. <laughs> nope. That's Jolly, ladies and gentlemen. He's back. Just to batter through some other news before we move on to an actual Hearts victory. Unbelievable. Um, we spoke about Thomas Robert last week and somehow how he was linked with Celtic despite not having any staff at the club <laughs> for next season. Uh, he's actually been training with Celtic. Uh, while the lower leagues have been closed. So I'm just not going to mention his name ever again. He's clearly... <laughs> um, Robbie Nielsen has said, and I quote, no more contract talks until we know what season we're playing in next season. Which is quite a worrying thing to say. What league? Yeah. It'll uh, probably be the 2021 season. 2021-22. <laughs> <laughs> Cheeky bastard. Um with what's happening with Andy Irvin, we'll speak about him in a bit more detail in a minute. Obviously, he was back in the team here, um, but there's more speculation this week what's happening with his contract. Uh, he's been linked with Aberdeen and Barnsley, I've seen. No truth to them that I'm aware of, but names flying about. Um, what do you think's happening with Irvin now? What do you think's going on? Maybe this is a flattery plan number one, just get him in the squad playing to his strengths, because I think we did start with... Andy Irvin is the main focal point in the first half, so maybe this is the butter-up job. Get him, get him thinking that he's going to be playing again. <laughs> it's a weird one. Like I think I said last week, if he's not signed by now, I'm very, I'm not really convinced he's going to sign. And I think we maybe names getting floated about. You never know. That could be a bit of, of his agent putting whispers out to a few journalists trying to get Hearts to make Hurry a up. move, but. Um, yeah, what we're in eighth of March now. So, was it the end of June that he becomes a free agent? Is that usually when the contract runs to? Um, yeah, we'll yeah, yeah. End of June. So, are we finished? What April? So we we do have a while, but it's I feel like anything that's past January, where he can well past December, where he can speak to other teams, it's already too late. Yeah. No, it just depends how much money he's asking for. It. I mean, clearly he's asking for way more than what the club is willing to give him. And it's as simple as that. He's going to have to come down and accept a shorter term contract, you know, even a year on lesser money or he's away at the end of the season. Unfortunately, it could be another one we lose for fuck all. Yep. I'd be raging like... <laughs> I mean, he's he's not got to accept anything other than the best offer he gets put on the table. Yeah, he's got to just think club. about his career, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Like, if Hart's offering him certain shit, then he's not going to accept it. No, it just seems like no loyalty. Yeah, another player through the Youth Academy, he's a Hearts fan. You know, he w- went to Hearts games as a kid before signing a professional deal. He's like, probably our best centre midfielder. Maybe on par, or maybe possibly not as good as McInerney. 
that he's a brilliant player and we're just going to let him go, potentially. It's the hardest way. Nah, see what happens. Uh, that's Andy Irvin. Uh, we'll also see what happens with the likes of Elliot Freer. Uh, Paddy, what's your thoughts on Freer now he's been out the spotlight for a, a month or two? Bye. Bye. <laughs> All right, like, oh, goodbye. Goodbye. <laughs> bye yourself. <laughs> no, no goodbye or anything, just bye. So nothing good about him. <laughs> You're being more polite than you were when Crystal Bera was <laughs> getting benched. Um, Cameron, you mentioned Bera. Um, what was your headline for the Broder game? Remind me. Yeah, Bera, Bera beats Broder. <laughs> oh, it was just as simple as that. Do you think we might see Bera maybe play through the cup run potentially and then that'll be him? Dumb hearts? Or do he's just going to stay rooted to the bench? I mean, I would take that because that means there is a cup run. But <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I, I think at this point you'll see him in the likes of the Brora game and you'll probably see him in it as relief at times but he's, he's not going to be a starter mm, okay. I've got a funny feeling we'll see a fair bit of him once the season's tied up as a final farewell well that would make sense though and, and I completely get that mm. Jink, uh, better I'll get a testimonial would you go to it? does it have to be 10 years service? Is it half ten years? Is that a written? Testimonial is ten years. Yeah, ten years. Yeah. Okay. Maybe not a testimonial then, but can imagine better retired at the end of the season. Surely the club would do something for him. Preston North End have confirmed that Josh (laughs) Janelli is free to leave at the end of the season. Some weeks on from his operation. Um, What's your thoughts on signing him up now? All things considered. (sighs) Typical. It's it's just it's a really annoying one because I just feel like we're gonna have the same like injury prone guy. I'll be he's come out and said like this is his first major injury. So, but injury prone always starts with one injury, doesn't it? So yeah, it's really hard to tell. I don't know. I I think it would all come down to how much he's wanting, uh, and you know if it's cheap, maybe get him on a you know sort of eighteen months to two year deal with an option of mayor, but I don't know. He, like, cause even when he was playing, he wasn't exactly, what was it? He played like one ninety minutes or something. It's mm. not great stats. And I, before his, before this was his first major injury, he had loads of minor injuries and only played fucking one full 90 minutes. So what is he talking about? <sighs> yeah. So it's, it doesn't fill me with confidence. And I'll be honest with you, we're going up, to, we've got all summer to look for other players. There's fucking hundreds of thousands of players out there. I am gonna just I'm just gonna have faith in Savage and just go, right, well if he signs him, he must know what he's doing, but because I'm just gonna give him the benefit of the doubt until we're getting relegated next season. <laughs> <laughs> let's and let's know like Ginelli when he played was brilliant. He was mm-hmm. probably the best player at hearts. So it's not that we didn't think he's he's not good enough, but we've been doing this path a lot with players that have got injuries and it never works out well. Exactly. What's wrong with just signing a player for like another Scottish team that's just got like consistent performances at this level that you just know is like going to be all right in this league? Like someone like Jordan Jones. (laughs) (laughs) You're right. Like he's had loads of wee injuries and loads of time at the game. That's why he plays for Preston North North End and he was on loan at Hearts. If you could play at that high level and play 90 minutes once, twice a week, you'd be playing in the at least the English Championship. 
You'd he's think, that good you? when he is playing. Yeah. Funny one. Um, speaking of injury-prone players, John Suter is back full training this week. Uh, so he's way ahead of schedule. Um, Robbie Nielsen said it's up to John if he wants to play this season. That's really how he feels. Um, do you think we need him at the back now, seeing how much our bomb scare Popescu seems to be over the last couple of weeks? I mean, if we're in a position where we can get him, get him minutes, I'm starting to think maybe it might be a good thing. But if we don't see him, I won't be unhappy, just because it is a very bad injury. No. Yeah, you don't want to rush it like at all. We don't. I don't think we need him to play. I would love him to play, and he's the best option we've got. But when he, this is what his third Achilles tear. Just mm-hmm. have the season off, come back, and if it then goes wrong again, then yeah, that needs to be done. I think. Robo but, legs. <laughs> <laughs> we have the power. Well, apparently, we've got an incredible medical team. Remember, pools of sign engineering. Aye, we'll see. I wouldn't. I'm quite similar to you. Wouldn't mind if we see John Suter for like the last twenty a couple of times, you know. But you've got to think as well. He, that means he's got to get his training levels. Are going to have to go way up here and get Matt Sharp before then having a break and then going into our preseason. Like surely that's not good for his recovery. Yeah. Yeah. Well, the Dundee game then. We done it, boys. We won again. Again. <laughs> and it was actually quite nice too. Quite enjoyed it. Felt quite good all weekend. Um, Simon, who was starting? And what bizarre formation were we playing that had everyone baffled? Um, it was like a sort of like a four, a four four two diamond sort of thing. But it's quite fluid. Um, all sort of high level teams now play like sort of a formation in attack and a formation in defence. So we had the usuals, uh, Craig Gordon, Hal Kitt, Popescu, Smith and Kingsley. Did notice that Smith and Kingsley were pushing up a lot higher than than previously, which did leave us a bit more open. But we've got to get used to be playing as a front foot team. And we've got to be used to be playing against teams that are sitting in and breaking them down because that's what teams are doing now. They've, they've found that's a way to beat us. So we need to make changes. Um, we played four centre mids and whether they were sort of inverted wingers sort of playing on wide centre mids or whether they were actually playing right or left mid, don't know. But it was McInef, Halliday and Irvin. Everything did seem to go a lot through Irvin and, and I think Halliday had a lot more freedom with with like McInef and Irvin alongside him. And then Gary Mackay Stephen uh, attacking mid. Do you think <laughs> do you think he had a really good game or a really bad game? I think he had an absolute fucking shocker, but Aye. with one amazing assist. But he was getting into the right positions and it's where you want to see him. Aye. It's a funny one. It was a really funny one. And then uh, Nandwili and Boyce up front who I thought looked pretty good together. Looking pretty good. Mm-hmm. And he really does a lot of work. Not very often do you see a player who's like six foot four and, and built like him sort of have the work rate that he does. Him and Boy seem to both be running about quite a lot and, and moving about and not sort of just staying in the same spot, which was nice to see. I yep. thought they looked really good together. Um, let's go through a, a wee timeline of events, shall we? And, uh, and cover off this in a wee bit more detail. Um, like you said, Simon, with the, the kind of 
bunch of centre midfielders in there, over, overloading midfield. Kingsley and Smith were bombing up the wings a lot more. Um, do you think that's it now? Do you think Nielsen has to just sack our shitty wingers and just use our fullbacks? I like. I know we obviously need to play with more width, but when you don't have the players with the quality to do it, maybe you just have to accept that and change the way you're playing. Because although we all want to see great wingers crossing in balls for Nantwili and stuff, but we just don't have the talent there. There's just not, the talent's not there. I mean, if you look at who our wingers were on the bench, A.D. White, Castanier. Castanier's just not good enough from what we've seen. Jamie Walker's on the bench, but I hate calling him a winger because I don't think he ever plays well for the wing. Mm-hmm. And I think having like McInef and Halliday who are willing to run in and cover the fullbacks when they push forward, it gives them a bit more confidence to push forward and a, a bit more structure that doesn't get us caught in the break as often. Yeah, yeah. Especially Halliday being a, a left-back of trade. Ah, you can do it, yeah. In the slots back there. Um, did you know at kickoff, uh, the second angriest man in football, uh, Paul McGowan, only behind A.D. White, <laughs> Uh, made us change sides for kickoff. Yeah, Jimmy Aye. Sam absolutely rattled. Aye. It's just a bit of shit house there. <laughs> Enjoy, quite enjoyed that. Um, now, Hammy as the the number one uh, keeper in all of five side football in Edinburgh. What about Jack <laughs> Hamlin's uh, goal kicking on Saturday, especially <laughs> the eighth minute? If you remember, I was so confused. I thought he was kicking out for an injury. But he just like all the players were lined up to the right hand side waiting for the ball and he kicks it out to the left hand side. And I was I was I honestly was just what is going on here? And then I just remember it was Jack Hamilton and goes, and that's just <laughs> what he does. Yeah. There's been a lot of debate over um if you noticed, Nick Pake and Nielsen were basically having an argument for the last ten minutes of the game <laughs> and what they were arguing about. I think it was Nielsen basically just ripping the absolute pish at Mick Pake for having Hamilton goals. <laughs> um, Simon, in the middle of the park, uh, tactically, it all seemed very fresh and new with a lot of uh, fluidity, easy for you to see. Uh, a lot of overlaps <laughs> and, and one-twos through the middle. Uh, what did you make of all that with Mac and F linking up with Armand and so on? Yeah, I think if you have an extra player who's able to... Um sort of give and receive the ball and has the the, the ability of a professional centre mid, like Andy Irvin, McInef in there. It allows Halliday at less pressure. He doesn't have to do so much. Playing two centre mids at this level, we can play three and get away with it. Um, why not have that extra man to create create space and give an option? Yeah. So it was a funny one. When I saw the lineup. I really wasn't expecting Irvin to be playing the deepest of the midfielders, but he was. So he was in the hole. Halliday was kind of left, like you said, a kind of box-to-box inverted winger thing. That was lovely. Yeah. Um, GMS at 10, and obviously McInef was on the right, but he pretty much had a free roll, didn't he? Bombing a bit. Yeah, Halliday and McInef do seem to have the legs to do it, so so it makes sense. And Irvin's no immobile, but he's not as as good as them two. So I think it worked really well. I think it looked well. It, it did get a bit scrappy at the end of the end of the game and we were sort of chasing shadows occasionally but it's the first time we've really done it so can can sort of expect that yeah um the the andy irving naysayers uh, aka the folk that are saying just fucking tell them to go in the summer <laughs> um they criticize andy irving's defensive work uh how do you think he done on saturday there 
don't think anyone really defended very well. Dundee seemed to be have have uh, free runners and space on the edge of the box quite a lot in that second half. But he's he's a deep line playmaker. He's not a defensive mid, is he? No. That's why you've got Halliday and McInniff in there that you want them covering him. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, on the thirty third minute, if you can remember this, um, we should have had a penalty. With the ball hitting Liam Fontaine on the arm, it was literally above his head. Don Robertson indicated that he thought it came off his shoulder. Um, but it was hit from some pace at close range, so it may have not been given for another reason. Uh, what did you make of that incident? Wish we had VAR. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think it, back on. it was a penalty, but is the rule not um, if it hits anywhere where you would normally have a T-shirt, then it's not a penalty? Hit his arm above his head. Yeah, I know, but like, <laughs> maybe he thought like it did hit his shoulder, so that's why he didn't think it was a penalty. Yeah, just standing right at it just uh, amazes me. It, may, it does make me wonder sometimes if VAR is needed in Scottish football. Yeah, <sighs> just for us. Simon, you touched on it already. Uh, Nandwili and Boyce linking up beautifully on Saturday, um, especially on the counter attack one twos. Are we looking at the next Dwight York, Andy Cole, Larson, Sutton, Mankind and The Rock, aka The Rock and Salt Connection? How good could they be going into next season together? I mean, obviously it doesn't work at, at some levels and and like partnerships and it is rare to find one that works really well, but they're two clearly very good footballers that have played at a much higher level than this. You'd expect them to be able to figure it out and I think they are, so it's good signs. Mm-hmm. And I'm glad Nielsen realises that he needs to just start playing two up top. Mm-hmm. Jinky listens to the podcast. It's pressure. Oh, I, I, oh <laughs> I definitely. Listen, they all fucking listen to it. They play it during the games. Right, guys. <laughs> right, guys. We're struggling for ideas. Let's go to that fucking idiot. <laughs> Nielsen, don't you think Nielsen literally gave, gave the podcast everything we wanted from Saturday? Irvin <laughs> back in, Vera still on the bench, no Naismith. Paddy asked for GMS at 10. All your fault for that one, Paddy. <laughs> Go on, assist. <laughs> did, but from out wide, bizarrely. <laughs> right, well, cheers, Nielsen. On to the I next. probably went, aye, I'll show them. Let's do it. Oh, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Elliot. <laughs> um, do you want to talk us through? The opening goal on the 35th minute. Um, yeah, it was a, a diving header, which is always good to see. Um, I don't think you see, see them enough. I feel people always going with their feet, but I feel like if you just throw your head at it, something's going to uh, go in. It was a good ball. It was a, it was well worked. Good play on the edge of the box. And really more versatile than we thought he was. He's not just a a big man in the box. Mm-hmm. I think I actually think that's the second goal he's assisted by crossing into the box, which you would think it would always be the other way around, but you know, fair yeah. play to him. <laughs> Good touch for a big man. Cameron, feet rating at this early stage in Andrew's hearts career, please. Seven. Oh, that's, that's a good start. I think that's a great start. He is very I think it's a I think a very solid start. Aye. Aye. I'm really impressed with him. Man. When you think about it, since his uh, injury after his first, what, game or two, so he's had 20 minutes, 45 minutes, and now 75 minutes or thereabouts over the last three games. So Nielsen's really just being patient while bringing him back in. So Cameron, maybe we'll see that seven turn into an eight. <laughs> maybe. I think he had, thinking back, one of the 
Friday night games. He had one where he played the ball right across the front of the goal at one point. He managed to turn quite... You know, he actually looks quite nimble for a guy yeah. that big. It's, it's impressive. No. I think he's a huge talent. Just the, the feedback from Blackpool fans when we signed him was like, oh, on his day is unplayable. He could play at any level, but it's finding him on that day. So let's just hope we he loves the city. <laughs> Love, I, the city. Yeah, I bet he'll be buzzing until fucking fans are back in the stadium booing him. <laughs> Why am I being booed? I just scored a hand. <laughs> you never tra- you never attract your man back, you <laughs> bastard. <laughs> um no, I think it's, it looks really good. Um Hanny, on the fourth on the forty first minute, Dundee had a huge chance when they hit the bar from a free kick. Uh, Craig Gordon was lying on the deck when the ball fell to a Dundee player's feet. Um, what a miss that was, but it wasn't the worst miss of the game. No, and I, again, it sort of shows up our um, defensive frailties. I thought Dundee actually through the game had a few pretty good chances. I think we'll come on to a few more near the end. It was, you know, we it's a bit like trying to plug a hole in a sinking ship. We, f- we seem to fix one problem and then another one just seems to get worse. So the defence has been looking all right, not brilliant by any stretch of the imagination. And then on that game, I, we didn't get punished, thankfully, but uh, it was a bit touch and go. And I'm sure we'll talk about the penalty later on as well. Um, yeah. It was they, they they had a few good few chances, that one being probably the best of them. Um so it was nervous, very nervous. And I uh, could have been punished. Probably luckily that Charlie Adam got the bug and he was out because I think um he could have properly cut us open, I think. I think you're right. It could have been very different going into half time if that went in. Um at half time, fifty-nine percent possession, nine shots, three of which were on target and three corners. Um, I was feeling quite optimistic. I was quite impressed with what I'd seen from the first half. It does. It does feel like if we concentrate on attacking, we just sort of forget to defend, and if we concentrate on defending, we sort of forget how to attack. Maybe he's trying to develop both and give them both game game sort of experience doing what whatever. But we need to sort it both of them and and be able to do them both effectively at the same time. <laughs> yeah. Right into the second half. Here we go. Um, the assist from GMS. Am I doing this in the right order? No, I'm not. Sorry. First of all, the GMS miss. <laughs> um, oh. The worst I think I might have ever seen in my lifetime. <laughs> like, for considering the lack of pace on the ball, how much in front of I know the- what you're going to say, Cameron. I know what you're going to say. I know what goal you're going to say. Right, Cameron. Chris O'Ellamo. No. <laughs> <laughs> Just how bad was it? It was uh, It was pretty shocking. I mean, <laughs> I, there's just no excuse. You just, we've all done it. Like, I've, I've done it. And you just kind of go, fuck. And hopefully it will. It's just one of those days, though. Eh? Like, he seemed to just have nothing go from in the final third and hmm. hopefully it's better the next day. I don't know what to say. He's like, yeah, you should score that. Of course you should score that. It's disappointing. <laughs> he just I'm glad it didn't so... really matter in the long run. Yeah. 
he just looked so rattled and embarrassed. Eh? <laughs> I'm a little bit sorry for him. It's like he, like, I'm genuinely just watching it back here, and it is like he's trying to take a touch when there is no need. It's so it's, his head sort of freezes, and he hit, I think his body sort of freezes, and he just kind of thinks, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> oh, beautiful. You, you can laugh now, eh? Ah, we won. It's all right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, like, he, met, he put some joke on Instagram, like, almost as bad as my goal line clearance. I couldn't remember what that was in reference to, but at least he's having a laugh about it. Yeah. Uh, now, on the 55th minute, uh, a bit of magic from GMS, and maybe the, the best thing he's done in Maroon uh, since joining us, uh, his lovely assist for Armand. Uh, what did you make of that one? Just, it was just a perfect ball. I think it took out three Dundee players. Mm-hmm. Um, set up Nanduli perfectly. Um you know, and if if that's what he can bring when he's on his day, then that's really what we need. Some more of that, please. Please. Um, Cameron, you used to be a massive Bez Leisure fan as a child. I remember the posters up on your walls. Was the cross <laughs> from GMS better than Bez Leisure's? I mean, I must have been 15 when he was at the club. 16. Like... You're going to be there why you had posters up. <laughs> Sorry, what was the question? You've confused me. Um, was GMS's ball for that one better than Bez Leisure's famous cross? No, it was good. <laughs> I agree with you. It's, I've never seen a cross as good as Bez Leisure's. Um, Worth every penny. Eh? <laughs> 850 grand for one cross. Fantastic. <laughs> Still fucking paying off. <laughs> Uh, immediately after that one, Osman So came on, and uh, we kind of it was the, the start of the the respect to be shown to Dundee as we started to sit back a bit. Um, and not long after, uh, Hammy, we'll go to you since you touched on it. Uh, Popescu made another stupid challenge, sliding tackle inside the box. It reminded me a lot of the one in the the semi final against Hibs. Aye, it's uh, it's just completely uncalled for like I'd, see when you, you're growing up you're playing football you, you didn't dive in in the box that's like just a thing a very simple football thing and he, he properly went through him like he wasn't anywhere near the ball it was <laughs> yeah. it was just an, see, see if you're a really properly good centre back you can sometimes get away with that Pepesu's not right you just <laughs> you, need, you need to stay on your feet uh, in that situation and you know, at the end of the day, we've got Craig Gordon in goal. So if he does get a shot off, there's a good chance he's going to save it. Um, but I just absolute gifting them a penalty for a, sh- a properly terrible tackle. Um, and you know, and- even if, if even if he's getting close, the striker just has to move the ball away from him and let him clatter <laughs> in, into him anyway. Yeah, it was just, and we've been like we've said since he started that he's got this in him. This just. He just stops thinking all of a sudden, <laughs> or he thinks he's somewhere else. Like that tackle, you would probably get away with it at like a halfway line. You'd still get a foul, but you could sort of maybe understand that he was taking one for the team. That's the type of tackle it was. Um, just a massive brain fart, and I it really showed up what you know. And I mean, when I asked you who had given it away, and you said Papescu, Mahida was thinking, right? This I think this is now time we get Haring in the back. 
<laughs> get him a centre back, and then we got himself sent off. So, but I think, ah, you've sort of we've been going along with Pepescu, and he's he's not been doing anything particularly terrible, and then this happens. It's, it's, it's annoying. Um, Paddy, and and being as honest as you can, is it time for Berra to come back in for Pepescu now? <laughs> no. Do you genuinely not think so, no? I genuinely no. don't think so either. No, like this this is a this is that's just flippy floppy. Better still shit. Yeah, better better <laughs> like, done that every game. Ladies and gentlemen, we got him. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Paddy, just fishing. Bring Haring in, leg breakers every week. <laughs> uh, once he's served his ten match uh, ban. <laughs> um Jason Cummins took the penalty. Uh, of course, he scored. Always going to happen. Don't know why I did not have money on that. Yeah. Um, after that, Robbie Nielsen, I think, showed Dundee way too much respect. We went very defensive, a kind of noticeable um, change of shape, Simon. Um, and we basically just gave Dundee the ball and defended our, our box. And we didn't even defend it very well. Um, fine if you want to shut up shop. I mean, I'm not happy with it. 2-1 against Dundee. We should still be pushing for a for a third just to kill the game off, especially at home. Um, but if you want to do that, cool, do that. But don't try and do it the way we did, where we just let them have enough space on the edge of the box to shoot. We'll let runners run into the box on it un, unmarked. And they, they should have scored. They should have scored easily. And I've seen people saying that Mick Pake's been a bit of order by saying that they deserved something for that game. If they had to score, it, like it was coming, like a second goal for them was coming, and we're lucky we got out of, out of there with three points. To be honest, I'd agree with that. Yeah, if the game went on another ten minutes, probably would have got a goal. It was getting close by the end. I yeah. Um, GMS went off for Jamie Walker not long after. Uh, I think we've uh, criticised GMS enough. Eh? Every man has a howler. Like. <laughs> <laughs> um, Jamie Walker didn't really make much of an impact, did he? Nah, once again, a very a very Jamie Walker performance where you kind of forget that he's playing. Hey, you know, he's in the 50 club. Show some- <laughs> <laughs> I think that's the annoying thing about Jamie Walker, though, because you'll get some of these games where he's tearing teams apart, and then, and then you'll have two or three games where you just don't really notice him. Um, you know, if he was putting in those performances every game, he wouldn't be playing at heart, though. So. Aye, exactly. Here's one for you this weekend. If Nielsen does the the same, you know, formation lineup, but take out GMS and put Walker in at ten, are you happy to see Walker starting there? He looks really good there preseason. He's he's been there a couple of times in the league, and it's it's never been very inspired. Inspiring, sorry, but um, yeah, I'd I'd see him again. See what he's got. Yep, goes back to the old as Jamie Walker a future captain or impact sub debate as he or is he going to retire in like two years <laughs> yeah. uh, we all know he's going to go to Livingston or St Johnston and end up having like an incredible career getting like 200 more games under his belt uninjured aye so much so many more so much more time in his legs um, what else happened at this point uh, Nand Wheelie went off for AD White uh, at this point we seem to go to a kind of 4-4-2 White playing left mid, would you say, Simon? Yeah, it was a much more conventional 4-4-2. Yep. 
Um, now over to, to goalkeeper Hanny and Cameron for a, a different kind of feet rating. Craig Gordon made a couple of world-class saves with his feet. D does that count, Cameron? Can you rate a keeper's feet when he's saving with his feet or is it just passing on your, your stat sheet? Uh, just passing. Saving with your feet is not good feet. <laughs> That's, it's good shot stopping, which he's fantastic at. <laughs> he still doesn't have good feet. <laughs> Fair enough. And Hammy, just how good were those feet? Yeah, like that's, you know, Gordon's always been actually pretty good at shot stopping with his feet. I and mean, I know there's some commentators and things that don't like keepers using their feet, but um, with such a big frame, sometimes it's hard to get down as quickly. So he, again, he is showing, it's weird, I feel like we've cursed it a wee bit because last week we were saying Gordon's not really had much to do. Mm. And then all of a sudden he's had, I mean, again, not loads to do, but he's made some game-winning saves, I would say, because if um, if it was another keeper, we probably would have drawn that game, and as Simon said, probably Dundee deserved it. Thankfully, we've got a... The best one keeper of, in Scotland. Yeah, I was going to say one of, but I think he is probably the best keeper in Scotland at the moment. Yeah, I'd say he's even better than Alan McGregor, and McGregor's been, like, outstanding. But yeah. Gordon, has he made a mistake? Aye, he's great. Okay. Um, in the 88th minute, Andy Irving went off for Peter Haring. <laughs> Five minutes later, Peter Haring attempted surgery on a Dundee player's <laughs> leg and got a red gear. You <laughs> think it's so out of character. Like, it's, I've never seen him lose his composure up, and I didn't see any niggling beforehand or no lead up to this at all. And Robbie Nielsen seemed to be absolutely buzzing, so he's probably gone to McPake, uh, not to McPake, to Haran, get on there and fucking ruin one of their good players. <laughs> <laughs> and when he's done it, he's been like, that's my boy. <laughs> you see him pushing himself after in the back. It was fucking glorious. <laughs> <laughs> it's such a bad challenge, man. It's so in order. I don't get it. Like, what do you think... Haring was disputing like he was really trying to argue with the ref like he was waiting at the side of the pitch to argue with the ref like what's he complaining about I think he was saying look I'm not getting enough game time please don't send me off I need some more game time <laughs> it was just a joke ref look he's fine look he's alright <laughs> so there we have it 2-1 against Dundee um, overall like I said at the start I felt genuinely like quite happy after the game like I was really pleased with something new a victory <laughs> a couple of goals um, what, what's your thoughts on it as a whole Are you happy yeah like uh, like analogy an analogy we heard earlier it's good it, it does the job but it's not very satisfying I was I was happy with the way that we you know that Robin Nielsen decided to change it up and the players that he put in, uh, it looked like he's he's maybe finally clicked a little bit, and he went right. Shit's not working. Let's try something new. And I thought it, 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 we started very very well, and then it it just reverted back to type, um, which is a bit disconcerting. But I, I, I hopefully it's not. But I've got one of these things in my head that's like we're all going to be nice and happy, and then Saturday's going to creep up on us, and air are going to scud us, and it's going to go <laughs> back to Robbie out. Um, but hopefully, like I say, hopefully he's seen how we can play, and I think we play better. Um, mm -hmm. So it's encouraging, but yeah. let's keep it going. Yeah, build upon it. Use it as a starting block. 
Good word for it, Hammy. Encouraging. Let's not forget how much we've fucking moaned for the last three weeks. <laughs> been absolutely dreadful. So yes, encouraging is the word. Um, stats on that one then, 51% possession. So we basically threw away 8% in that second half. Um, 15 shots, so six in the second half. Seven on target, which meant we had four in the second half and no corners in the second half, which I thought was quite, quite interesting. So there you go, it's in the bag. Now, Hammy, out of context, Jambles kicked back this week. Let's see what, what they've got to say, shall we? Back away and don't talk a lot of shame. So as we won this week, I'm going to um, not slag the players too much or let Jambles kickback slag the players too much, as they were still doing. I'm going to instead talk you through a little bit of a thread that was all about Hearts and Hibs fans' banter. I thought it was a bit weird. Um, now, the first post was a tweet by Martin Geisler, who says, Just spent a thoroughly enjoyable hour listening to Simon Pia talking to Graham Spears about Hibs and their fans. They're poets, artisans, and bohemians, while hearts are supported by cardigan-wearing bungalow dwellers. Wonderful guff, this. Laugh, I nearly wet my corduroys. Now, obviously, that didn't go down too well. Some of the replies were, eh, their Z-less celebrities really have gone to their heads over the years. Coupled with train spotting in the 90s, they thought they'd become cool. Andy Murray epitomises cool, obviously. They really are a delusional bunch and an alternate reality. Poets, are most Hib fans even literate? Artisans, closest they'll get to being that is drinking in the pub. Bohemians, they're definitely socially unconventional and they are obsessed with the hearts, as we all know. Even my mates, family members that follow them believe they are, as Pia suggests, strange people. They can be as poetic, hipster, and as fashionable as they want, as long as they stay unequivocally pish, then that's fine with me. Slagging cardigans is a step too far for those spoon-burning tramps. I love a good cardy. You'll see a theme coming on here. These cretins don't deserve an Edinburgh postcode, spoon-burning caravan dwellers. Simon <laughs> Pia is a good guy. Apparently, this would be his, uh, he would be a good mastermind contestant. Name, Simon Pia. Occupation, professional pish talker, specialised chosen subject, spoon, spoon burning. Again, there's a theme. I suppose if my team was based in Lock End, I'd also want to peddle the myth that I'm an artisan or a poet. Irvin Welsh has gone to their heads. He's a baldy pensioner, lads. Correct. Too fucking ugly. The same as the proclaimers. Another one says, the only culture associated with hibs is the petri dish, the, sam the simple celled life forms and habit. Inbred and thick doesn't mean you're edgy or arty. It means you're inbred and thick. So, um, aye. Uh, I, I don't know if any of you know who Simon Pierre is. I don't know. Nope. Nope. Apparently a lecturer. A big Hibs <laughs> fan. There you go. Well. Another <laughs> rational week on kickback. Hey, <laughs> I'm kicking off. I'm a wee bit embarrassed considering the five of us are sitting here with cardigans on. <laughs> I'm not wearing a cardigan. <laughs> Do not peddle rumours. <laughs> Cameron, you are wearing a cardigan. This is most definitely a sweatshirt. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Thanks, Sammy. Nice change of pace. It's a nice, uh, <laughs> maybe just distraction tactics, nevertheless. But there you go. Um, right, next up, we're at home to air on Saturday at three o'clock. 
um, our seven match unbeaten run continues. That's all I'll say again this week. Staying positive. Um, since losing 5 3 at Tynecastle on Boxing Day, they'd have lost one, drawn one, and won one. Um, that coming at the weekend there against a very poor Morton side. They've only there. played three games this year. Away from home. Oh, okay. Sorry. Yeah, away, <laughs> that's their away form only, only in this segment. Um, so there you go. How do you feel this one's going to go? Five now. Interesting. Right, we'll go. We'll go over to. Are we going to Cameron for buy or sell, or are we going over to Hammy for buy or sell? Mr. Cameron, Mr. back Cam- to me this week. Just uh, thanks, Hammy, for making thanks. the segment better over the last few weeks. It's Hammy, <laughs> the substitute teacher. It's going to drag it back down now. Yeah. I mean, you did make it very soft. The scores have went through the roof, but <laughs> by the by. <laughs> Right, so to cover last week's first um, the Dundee game, they were hearts to win, which obviously did come in. Over 60% possession did not come in. Andy Halliday at start came in and over 2.5 goals total did come in. So Simon and Paddy, full points. Well done, gents. Four. <laughs> I picked up three in my absence. Well done, me. And Jarvin Hammy with two each. Ooh. So what that means is it's pretty tight um, so in last place as he's been for most of the season now is Paddy oh. with 26 that's a dig then there's me it's a dig but I started the, the year with <laughs> three no scores <laughs> so I, I'm, I'm up there on 30 um, joint second is Hamming Jarvi on 31 and leading the way just as Simon on 32. Oh, first time I've been in the lead. So, yeah, getting close to winning that pack of jam tarts at the end of the season. <laughs> <laughs> All right, on to this week's one. Um, I went with something we'd kind of spoke about earlier and uh, keeping the same team together. So, First of all, boys and boys, boys, boys and our man to score. That's, that's the Portuguese boys. Boys, he's definitely Dutch. Hey, boys. Um, so boys, boys and Nandwili then to score over one point five goals between them combined, or one point five in the game. Bye. So if boys scores two. Does that? That's that counts. Right. Okay. Definitely a bye. I'm gonna sell that. Why? GMS is gonna get a hat trick. <laughs> <laughs> I'll I'll buy it, please. Why not? Yeah, I think I'm gonna buy that as well. Yeah. Oh, I'm gonna buy it. Why not? Back in the game, feeling positive, coming off a win, a big score this weekend. So in the Last game we played against them, Hearts had 55% possession. This was the 1-0 win on the 5th of Feb. Um, and in the game before that, which was the Boxing Day Goal Fest, Hearts had 69% possession. So the line for this one is going to be over 63% possession for Hearts in the game. Bye. Yeah, I'm going to buy that as well, please. I'll sell that. A bit high for my taste. I think error a sit-in job. I'm going to sell it as well. I'm going to buy it based on the fact that that really high percentage was in the home game. And um, 
Yeah. I don't really know what that means because I don't know if we're any better at Tynecastle than we are away, but there you go. <laughs> um, all right, on that, keeping it positive, I can see where Hammy's going to go in this one right away with his mood tonight, but <laughs> Hearts over 2.5 goals in this game. Bye. I'll buy that. I'm going to sell that because Air haven't conceded more than two goals since Hearts last played them on Boxing Day. They've been playing a bunch of part-timers, Hammy. <laughs> you're also, so you're either throwing this one away as like a smokescreen or you were lying about GMS getting the hat-trick. Yeah. Which is it? Um, I know, I'm going to sell. I think Aero, yeah, I think I think we'll maybe sneak a win, I think. Watch the Wraith will pump them in the morning and I'll feel stupid. <laughs> I, I'm going to buy that as well. I think another game, Nanduili and Boyce are, are playing together and they're going to they're gonna do it. I'm going to buy it as well because I'm all for one person this week being Hammy just out on his own. Have you all which, bought them all? I think um, so. Jarvis sold one. All right, okay. Oof. And the final one, which I actually thought we'd have in, in this more this season, but we haven't. So, um, Craig Gordon to keep a clean sheet. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> Through no, no fault of his own. Yeah, I'll sell that, like, I. If Bera starts, then I'll probably get a clean sheet, but. <laughs> Come on, Hammy, this is your buy, surely. Um, <laughs> I'm checking up all the stats and that. Come on, go with your gut. I am going to buy it. Oh, he's, he's, <laughs> he's went full. <laughs> lost yeah, it. Pressure. Completely lost it. I am going to sell it. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> well, that in, means in... that me and Hammy have picked opposite in... throughout the whole thing. So one of us is having a good. <laughs> You're just enjoying yourself now, Paddy. Eh? Holding up <laughs> oh, you know what? I'm going to go the, the four buys again. I'm going to buy it. There we go. Really positive week for us. I'm going to win 5 0. Loads of goals for Nandrelli and Boys. 70% possession. The league's going to be tied up in a couple of weeks if that's possible. And then Bear will be back in. So there you go, gents. I will update you all next week. Thank you, Cameron. Lovely. Um, it might not be long until the, the league's wrapped up now, considering how much other teams keep dropping points against one another. Um, yeah, we always we always project it off every other team winning every single one of their games, which isn't going to happen. Yeah, so 15 uh, points at the top now? 15 points, right, and their nearest team is Wraith. Their maximum points they can get is um, 60, and we're at 42. So they're never going to get 60. So I think if we can get past the 50, so say three more wins, I think that's it. And even then, it'll, it is it anyway, but I think that mathematically, I think that would be it. Yeah. Yeah, I think 50 is the sweet spot as well, Hammy. Mm-hmm. There's so many game, games at the end of this month as well. Mind we were saying like 66 at the start of the season. Good times. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I mean, we still might get that amount of points, but yeah. that's not how much we'll need. Yeah, it's going to be a, a very interesting um, show when we look back at our predictions from 
Uh, Hammy, who was your young player of the season? Oh, Jamie Brandon. <laughs> <laughs> That's a sad one, though, isn't it? That's not even funny. I'm you pretty sad in Cochrane. I think it was Jolly. What <laughs> oh, did he? I think Good he job. did. I think I picked Andy Irvin, which, to be honest, I think he might win that leaving yeah. the club. <laughs> yeah, I know. Um, sure, I picked Irvin as well. Uh, Paddy, you say Gino, I think, did you? Can't remember. <laughs> he may still win it to be honest it goes to, goes to a public vote <laughs> we shall see well look at us boys a podcast in an hour <laughs> if not <laughs> possible anymore that's what happens when we win now. Um, so thank you for all your time boys and thanks for Jolly for his time and welcome back once again uh, special thanks to Padman Productions for his copious amounts of editing time as ever. Uh, good luck with that Jambles kickback segment. Uh, if you aren't following <laughs> us on social media already, you can do so on Twitter and Instagram at hearts underscore podcast. And if you'd like to send us an email, it's heartspodcast at gmail.com. Don't forget to like and subscribe. Even leave a nice speed review if you're listening on Apple and spread the good word on social media. So until next time, keep washing your hands for the hearts. We'll see you again soon. Come on the hearts. <laughs>